talent than anybody. Talent? That's right. Do I have talent, Dad? Of course you have talent. You got all the talent in the world. Can I be a baseball player? You can be anything you want to be. Remember, the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. shaking everybody this is your man jonesy the power father here with another wasted talent podcast and i have a special guest my man Corey frazier from middle passes media the brown paper bag podcast purple pill politics and one half of the team that started the whole libre movement man here could y'all give it up for my homie Corey frazier What's man, going on, salute, brother? salute, man. Honor and privilege to be with my brother. Like I say, man, somebody that I really feel like, minus the geographical locations, we'd have been in the same high school together, man. <laughs> the yeah, same word, word. <laughs> straight yo, up. Man, listen, bro. Yo, I'm telling you, man. Like as soon as I met you, bro, we just clicked right off the rip, man. Right off the bat, man. And, 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 and man, it's, it's, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. It's been a blessing, man. I'm so happy to have you on, man. And it, it, it's it's an honor because, to be honest with you, before I jumped out the window and started doing this, you know, you definitely, and, and you and Saul, man, which I was doing was something that inspired me to get into this. You know what I'm saying? No, man, but I think you do it so good, though. Like, I, I listen to Wasted Talent. It's like, man, this shit is fire, bro. Like, like. Man, oh, give man. yourself a little bit more credit than what you deserve. It's nothing wrong with patting yourself on the back from time to time, man. It's nothing hey, wrong. Man. With you it, know, man. you know, I feel like, man. I'm, I'm like, you know what, man? I'm just another shitty podcast that started <laughs> during the pandemic. <laughs> That's the way I was looking man. at it. <laughs> what a what a time to do it though, because everybody at home. So it's like, what a time to do it. People yeah. got people get their attention to do it, and I mean. I just think, like I say, your shit is dope to me, man. Like I be riding I to work, you, man. playing you. Like okay, my, my dog talking that heat. You know what I'm saying? I look up, I done passed my damn exit listening to your shit. Like oh fuck, <laughs> let me turn around, man. Uh, man, I appreciate you, my brother, man. You know, you know what, man? It's crazy because, like, yo, when I first saw y'all, man, and and the thing that drew me in was I saw that video of of your your story, man, and, and your background. And it's it's just an amazing story, man. Like, could you get into that for my listeners, man? Because I don't think they really understand, you know, you know, like how amazing it is for you to be here for us with us right now, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean uh, well, my back. No, it's 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 a it's a blessing, man. Because you know, I was one of those young guys that ran the streets. You know, got caught up in the system, but instead of getting like a little nickel piece or a two-year piece, you know, they gave me life without parole because I was with a guy that went to make a drug deal who killed two people. And I had no knowledge that that was even going to happen, you know. And so they, they charged me saying that because I was there, I was just as guilty as the person that did it, sentenced me to three life without parole sentences. Oh, my right? God. Told me die three times, and if you wake up the fourth, you can get out the penitentiary. And what happens by the grace of God, which I in, in the prayers of my great aunts and my mother and my father, 
I was able to win an appeal back in 2008. Ultimately, because of the, the way the system set up, they make it to where you're going to end up taking a deal. Just they want to keep the conviction, took a little deal, got a reduced sentence and got out four years after that back in 2012. And I've been out ever since just really trying to put a message out there to let people know, like, especially young cats, like, man, this may be your guy, but he almost like a dog. You don't know what he's thinking. You have to be leery and be mindful of the people that you're hanging out with, you know. And so that's a, like a small, you know, backdrop of my story. But once again, like I said, I give credit to the prayers of my mothers, my great aunts and uncles, you know, and God for even being able to sit here and talk with you today, brother. You know, I mean, that's just where the credit goes to. That's that's amazing, bro. And the crazy thing is, man, is that through all of that. What I what what I saw from your message that inspired me was information, inspiration, and mobilization, man. And that's the exactly. whole mantra of what you're doing right now. And 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 I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I got a feeling that this is the start of something that's gonna be humongous. You know what I mean? I, I, man, I, need you I appreciate to, that. I need you to get into like like how you decided from going from there sharing your story to like kind of getting into this media space, man, and being one of the best podcasters out there, being one of the best hosts out there, you know, like how did you get into this thing? Well, you know what, coming home real quick, I did over 17 years straight in prison, got locked up at uh, 17 to get out. So I was 35. And when I came home, excuse me, I realized that it was a space out here to where you don't need necessarily need the credentials to get your voice out there. Yeah. And so I just started tapping in into this podcasting space just to put the message out there. Also, yeah. like uh, I, I do what it's called uh, uh, blogs. I write, which I that became a, a passion of mine when I was in prison. I didn't have that before I went. Just writing letters to my girl, being really poetic, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> trying to keep her around, <laughs> you yeah. know? trying to communicate to my mother. And next year, it just became poetic to where I learned how to write in prison. And so with that being said, it's like when I came, when I, when I before I went to prison, the Internet was a myth. You heard it about worked. it. It wasn't really real to you yet. Right. You heard about, OK, we'd be able to, you know, deal with computers and shit like that and, and talk to people. But we didn't have it. We didn't have bread at that time. But when I came home, right. I just saw an <laughs> avenue in 95 because the boom didn't come to 2000. So yeah. when I came home, I just saw a space to where I could communicate a message to people. And all you got to do is hit enter. And it just is out there in the universe. So that's what it is. And I didn't want to go to college for none of this, for radio or nothing like that. I mean, I'm like, I got out at 35. I'm like, come on now. I ain't got time to be going back to college. Yeah, hell you know, no. I, I know. No, nah, no, nah, hell no. Nah. I'm trying to get a couple dollars in my pocket first, work a <laughs> shitty job. But, you know, <laughs> got an old lady, you know, it's like, hold on. I'm trying to get acclimated back to this life, but I can't afford college. I don't want to give up that time and that energy to where, like, even now, my, I've been out going on nine years. I'd just be probably be establishing myself if I went to school. But yeah, this you internet probably, you, thing, to be honest with you, with this radio shit, you wouldn't have been establishing yourself because no, there's no. a lot of dudes that go to school. They're doing that shit for free. <laughs> they're interning yep. on three o'clock in the morning, doing nothing. Man. So 
nah, bro, you took the right route. <laughs> and I, I couldn't afford an internship. Like, no, I need some money. Like, no, I came, I got locked up as a, 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 a youth, came out as a full grown man. And I had an old lady, so I couldn't depend on her to take care of me. I'm one of those kind of guys. No, you're not going to take care of me. Nah, I'm yeah, about man, that means you're a real man. That's what you are. You're a real yeah. man. So. Doug, I don't know what's going on nowadays where you got jokers that think they could call themselves a man and they riding around in they, they woman car. They live with they woman. They eating up her kids' lunch snacks and fruity snacks and all this and that and drinking their sips. You can't call yourself man, that, a man. You just another one of her kids, man. You're dependent. You're damn dependent. She need to put you on them goddamn taxes if you're doing all that. You know, <laughs> you better write your goofy ass off, man. Because no, as a real man, you want to provide. Like even right now with my wife, she doesn't. She she doesn't work because she doesn't have to. If she wants to, that's fine. You want to do a little gig, cool. Go bring a couple of jobs to your pocket. But I'm going to hold this thing. Now I'm the anchor. I got yes. us, you know, no, I, everything in my name. I'm going to cover the bills. You just let me know when they do because you're going to be home when the mail come. Hey, bro, I tell yeah. all, I tell my wife all the time, you know, I'm the head of the family, but you the neck. And that's and how we question. do it. You yeah. know, you the neck. You the neck, man. But, 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 bro, you know, you know what was crazy to me, man, is that, you know, I was watching y'all content, you know, watching all the shows and, the strides that you've made in such a short time to be plugged into some of the biggest people out there, man. Like the first show of yours that I saw was with Sonny Johnson. And Sonny mm-hmm. Johnson is one of the most legit black conservatives out there. It's like, like how man, y'all yes. have y'all been able to get in contact with all these people to have the kind of the level of guests y'all have had on? I, I think what it is, it's like, especially on Twitter, I'll put certain things out there that politically let me put it like that politically doesn't take a side like i'll go at conservatives i'll go at democrats even though i'm you know i usually vote democratically and one day that drew the attention of sunny right i'd be who she was at the time right then when i googled i'm like oh shit hold on it's a heavy hitter here that that follows me (laughs) right and so from there, me and her just grew a relationship and to where like I can hit her up anytime now for any advice. If I want her on my podcast or come on her show, it's just that she loved the the honesty of what I put out there. And, with, and also my boy saw G, you know, she just like that honesty to where she don't have to, you know, sift through follow the you and, and, Exactly. And, and worry about you being some clown that's going to contradict yourself later or straddle this fence. She liked the fact that whatever side you're on, you're that straight shooter. And that, that's and why so, y'all real men, to be honest with you. That's how y'all real men, man. Like hearing your message and that how you don't ever waver from, you know, your message, bro. You don't ever waver. You're not trying to grift. You're not trying to fit into like a box to make everybody like your post. You just speak what you feel, man. And, you know, I, Another thing I wanted to get into, man, I saw the message that you have for the president, our current mm-hmm. president. Man. I'm surprised <laughs> that hasn't gone viral yet, bro. That that was that was incredible, man. Like <laughs> I like to yeah. be honest with you, to be honest with you, you know, I would think that a guy like you that actually kind of got most of his young his entire young life taken away from him by some of the policies that Joe Biden was behind 
mm-hmm. would never vote for him. And the fact that mm-hmm. you did speaks a lot. And then now we got what we got going on. Mm-hmm. You're the first person I saw that's, that outwardly supported Biden come out and denounce what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You're the first one. Because you got a whole lot of people, man, Angela Rye, all of them, none of them have said boohoo shit about the stuff that right. Joe Biden is doing right now. Nobody said mm-hmm. anything. And I appreciate you for that, bro. No, I, you know, I, I appreciate the love. This is the crazy part. It's like in the primaries, I didn't vote for Joe Biden. I didn't I didn't vote for him at all in the primaries. I was like, fuck Joe Biden. Right. And it was one thing that caught my attention. And I thought that the the black community, I still do to a very small percentage could capitalize off that. Like I vote based on my community, not necessarily myself. Yeah. Right. I, I believe I'm going to do, do all right. I'm going to find me a decent gig. If it's a job, I'm going to find multiple hustles. I'm going to do all right. My kids going to do all right. My, you know, my wife is going to do all right. But I think on the, where I, you know, my community where I live at, for one, I'm from Flint, Michigan. So from there, now I live in Atlanta, Georgia, in the city of Atlanta, Georgia. Now I don't know outskirts shit. No, I, my zip code is Atlanta, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And so when I vote, I think of my community first. So when Joe Biden got that acceptance speech, when he, when he got the nomination for the Democratic Party, it was what he said directed towards black people. And it was the first time, you know, in my 44 years that I heard a president or a potential president talk like that. So I'm like, okay, this might be an opportunity because I feel like for the past 60 years, the Democratic Party has, you know, overlooked the black community, even though the black community has supported the shit out of them for the past 60 years. And, and yeah. that's what it was. That's why I ended up voting for him, not because I wanted to, but I felt that there was an opportunity for us to get something tangible. Other than like what Barack Obama, when Barack Obama was questioning about it, talking about the black agenda, he said, you know, well, a rising tide lifts all boats. No, 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 we understand that. But it's like, damn, do y'all understand if we don't show up like in 2016, what the fuck happens to the Democratic yeah. Party? Stop right. playing it- us. You know what though? The, the this the reason why like this presidential election, and I know people are gonna be upset at me. I voted down the ticket, but I didn't mm-hmm. vote for president. I didn't vote it for makes president. Sense. Because it makes sense. We can't like like for me, I'm a political renegade. Mm-hmm. So when you can't show me tangibles, I can't vote for you. I didn't hear that resonating with me on either side this last time. Uh-huh. But now, now I'm looking at it. I guess Donald wasn't so bad. <laughs> no, you he know? wasn't. I guess he yeah. wasn't so bad. You know what? I, I, and I'll I, say this. No, go ahead. My bad. I'm my bad, bro. No, no, you got it, bro. You got it. No, I would say it's like it wasn't that I voted against Donald Trump, per se, if that makes any sense. Right. It was the words that came out of Joe Biden's mouth when he said, because keep in mind, it wasn't up until South Carolina. His his campaign was in the doldrums. That shit was over with. I, that's what I was thinking. I, I, I thought he was going to get stomped out <laughs> back way before that. I thought he was going to drop out. Yeah. Right. Cause, and at that time, like I say in the primaries, he wasn't my candidate. 
But when he got the nom, when he won, finally won, got enough votes to get the nomination, is when he said the African American community, y'all has always stood up behind me, and I got your back, and I won't forget it. I'm like, okay, we gotta make well, this looks man like eat that. that. Forgot now, <laughs> man. <laughs> And you know what? Come, come from the primaries. <laughs> <laughs> come primary season, it's my goal and my job that I feel like I'm going to keep pushing out there is that black people, especially in the black community, we didn't get nothing. It, this is it. Let, let's go. Let's go full Republican. Whether we like the agendas or not, we don't even have to like it, right? Because we ain't been getting shit for a long time. No way, Right? But it's time to really show the Democratic Party what time it is. Yeah, man. And I felt like that this time. I felt like that mm-hmm. this time, bro. Like, like after after you know the past the, the past two Democratic presidencies, I, I I like I I saw what the game is. Like the game is, yo, the Republican Party know we not fucking with them, and the Democratic yep. Party know that we're in an abusive relationship with them. So there you mm-hmm. are. Like, I feel like the Democratic Party treat black folks like a dude who beats his girl who feel like, oh, man, she ain't going nowhere. That, go, that's we, correct. We keep getting our, ourselves kicked in the ass and battered. We cover up our scars and bruises, and and, 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 and and we just keep going on. And now if you look at what's going on, man, you know, everything that this guy has said has been contrary to what he said in the primaries. And then if you see what's going on now, bro, he before he could even blink, he bo- dropping bombs on Syria already. Ah uh, man, it's oh. like <laughs> man. Let me let me say that to this right real quick with that. Hold on, hold on, boo, hold on. Oh shit, let me call you back. Um, <laughs> let me call you right back. <laughs> My daughter faced. I ain't know it was her. So but uh, but it's like you're dropping bombs on Syria, right? But the bomb of the the COVID, poverty, you know, death and destruction in the black community is still going on. Yeah, it's man. like, you, I mean, it's like, like when I saw that, it was like, okay, you know what, black people, and I'm sitting there strategizing, like Killer Mike would say, plan, plot, strategize, and mobilize. It's like, how do we do this? How do we send a message? And my thing is, you know, we have to show in the twenty, uh, with the 2022 midterms, like, okay, we're not showing up. Or at the very least, like I say, uh, vote overwhelmingly Republican. Get these people out of here. Because I just see, recently saw um, the uh, RNC is deciding to invest a bunch of money in black communities. This is the shit we're talking about. I would say it's a dollar late, uh, a day late, dollar short, right? But yeah, we'll take it. Is. But we'll take it. They would have showed me something. They would have showed me something. They would have let Young Pharaoh Man. speak. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nah, nah, you can't. Nah, man, nah, that would have been ill. <laughs> uh, what the fuck was he gonna say at, at CPAC, though? He be like, I know about the all L- y'all. All, all these people out here is pedophiles. They all pedophiles. I got a book right here. <laughs> man, I kind of clowned him on, 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 on public PO or purple PO, man, the other day. But I will say this though, like, because I was really joking on there. But all jokes aside, like, it would have been interesting if he could have got on there though. Right, because like one thing about the Republican Party, they have a bad habit of picking black representatives or who they think yeah, they is an influence in the black community. Right, 
They have a bad habit of that. And they don't even understand that our number one concern in the black community, number one is economics. Yeah. It's economics. Number two is education. Number three will be police brutality. But that's like the order. And it's not hard to channel in that. Right? To figure that out. Quit giving us these people that's going to talk down to this why they won't give us a sunny. Nah, right? They, they, gonna... they, they, they love people <laughs> that will sit up there and reinforce the the, yep. the the plantation talking points. They love that shit. And then they, they also get celebrities who that they think we we still like. They think mm -hmm. are still cool. You know what I mean? And they, they cart them out there and they're like, oh, listen, we got Willis from different strokes up here. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, what, the, like, what the fuck? I ain't seen this, I ain't seen this Negro in 35 years, man. It gets, where the fuck really? is this guy from, man? Really? Last, <laughs> really, last time I heard him, he got arrested. It's like, I know my homeboy Junebug and him got arrested, so he ain't no different than them. So it's like, <laughs> I'm just making on, a joke. Man. Wait, wait, I yo, know me know, too, man. Bro, you know what was funny, man? See, you probably missed this because you was away, bro. When he he caught a case and they used to have this thing that they made after the OJ Simpson trial called Court TV, it's a check cable channel, and they would no, play like it. all of we the celebrity it. cases. Y'all had that in the joint. Yes, we did. Yes, bro. When Will when when uh, Todd Bridges went to court, he shot some dude in the crack house or something like that. And, <laughs> and when the juror when the juror was um was asking the guy, he goes he goes. So what happened? He was like, I came in there, I was trying to give him, I was trying to serve him. And then he said, I turned around and Willis shot me. They said, sir, Willis, who's Willis? He goes, him right there, Willis. Willis shot me. They were like, you mean Mr. Bridges? <laughs> he said, no, man, Willis shot me. <laughs> Bro, you, man. Oh, man, you got, I got to see if I can find that on YouTube. But that's just man, I know it's on there. I the, mean, you know, I heard Will Smith tell, um, that was my man named to play Carlton, right? He was like, when well, they was first uh, on uh, the Alfonso. show. Alfonso, he told Alfonso, he said, listen, man, whatever you do, choose the right name, because that's how you're going to be remembered by black people, man. That's why we'll say he went with, it. We'll say he went with his name, Will Smith, because he wanted people to remember that. To this day, if you see my man out in the streets, it's like, what's up, Alfonso? What's going on, Carlton? Yeah, you know what I'm right. saying? The same thing with my man. It's like, yeah, of course, that's who he identified with, Willis. Yeah, identify with, with Todd Bridges, <laughs> bro. They said Willis shot me, bro. I was on the floor, man. <laughs> but, I gotta but, go YouTube that. Yo, man, but 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 not like on on a real getting back to the to the to the political mm -hmm. thing, man. You know what? I didn't even realize that we was even going to go here tonight. But you know what? It it, it seems right on time. You know what I mean? That's good, like, bro. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I, like I don't feel that us as like a community need mm -hmm. to really be involved in the political like like I, like i'm just i'm out on it man like when i look at the black community during jim crow pre-civil mm -hmm. rights pre-voter right act the wealth gap between us and the establishment was a lot smaller bro we had more businesses our families mm -hmm. were intact we had our yeah. own schools we had our own bit like we had everything and I just feel yeah, like this, this assimilation into the system is not working for us. Everything we mm -hmm. vote for is it, 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 it's almost like an unwinnable war. You vote for something, you like, well, damn, you know, I don't I don't want crime in my community. So then they pass the kind of laws that destroyed your life, right? Mm -hmm. Then 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 you say, 
oh, well, I want my kids to be able to go to school anywhere. And then you vote for that. But then the thing is that they take money out of schools that in the neighborhoods that you live in. And they think about yeah. educa education has always been it, it's, it's not so much about segregation. It's about economics. It's like about if economics. You have the money, if you have the money to put your kids in a better school district, guess what? You will. If not, will. then what's your alternative? Public. It wasn't that way back in the day. Back in the mm -hmm. day, we had our own neighborhoods and we had teachers who cared about our kids who were from that neighborhood and cared about the mm -hmm. kind of quality of education they got and cared about the kind of kids they were churning out. And it's like we don't have communities no more, man. We just got, you know what I mean? We just got these neighborhoods. It's, it's, it's just, it's, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. Oh, man, man. I, you know, I totally agree. Like, I was, you know, I won't put the name out there, but I was just featured last night on another podcast. Somebody had me on, and I was talking about that, and I was telling them that one of the things that, especially politically, can happen is that you invest in education in the black community. But what needs to be done, because the guy asked me, he was like, so what you think actually need to be done? I said, well, I think teachers need contracts like football players. Right. Hmm. You can you can you can make seventy thousand dollars a year if you meet these certain criteria like football players. Like we hear about a hundred million dollar contract. Russell Wilson. I'm just using an example. Hundred million dollar contract. Really, only 40 of it is guaranteed. But if you throw for so many yards, you go to the playoffs so many times, then you get these added incentives. And I think that that needs to happen with teachers, number one. Number two, I think that, especially for black kids, man, that, that curriculum is so fucking outdated that after fourth grade, they lose interest. Who gives a shit about uh, George Washington chopping down the cherry tree? Like, that is irrelevant. Teach them about taxes early. Teach them about taxes early. Teach them about, you know, debt economics early. And this was sparked their interest. The curriculum needs to change. The only thing that's out, that's really outdated in America is education. From the beginning that America started, the education is the same still here in 2021. And, and well, that needs to change. Right? Yeah, right it's, arithmetic. It's, arithmetic. <laughs> it's still the same. I mean, the car has more advanced than the damn education system in America. See, I, you know, I think, and like another thing too, I think that well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I didn't mean to cut you off, bro. Uh, you know, like that, no, you that's my brother. fault, bro. But but I, I think the problem in our community, singularly, is education starts at home. So you don't it see it in other communities where you know their kids are going to like pre-K and kindergarten, and they don't know. The ABCs and they don't know how to read and you know mm -hmm. so we're starting off behind the eight ball based off mm -hmm. of the preparation that we put into our children at home and mm -hmm. then in a lot of our neighborhoods and I'm just saying this because you know I have a lot of teachers in my family that teach in the inner city and what winds up mm -hmm. happening is is that their basic needs aren't being met so they come to school they're hungry they're dealing with all of this stuff mm -hmm. at home. They don't have the resources. They yeah. get cracked on for their clothes and all of this other stuff. And, and the, the rest of the, the education is irrelevant at that point. The day is shot mm -hmm. now. Now yeah. that kid is just trying to find something to eat, and they come to school to eat, and that's it, and they're trying to survive. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to put it all on the teachers. You know what I'm saying? Like I think it's a real great idea for us to say, yo, the teachers need to be better. But I think there are a lot of teachers that care and they're doing their job. It's hard to do your job when you got to 
call home, but like you got a kid like now they got they got this um this this uh the remote learning and in, in up here because like down there I think y'all are back right, but you got in some, some in some areas some areas we are so up here you got some kids who haven't logged on all year. Haven't yeah. logged on all year, and then the teachers are calling their parents, and they're doing all they can, and the parents don't give a shit. They're like, what you want me to do about it? It's like, yeah. yo, bro, he lives with you. What you want me to do about it? So I think that has a lot to do, too. We got to take some accountability as families on the way our children are going into school and how prepared they actually are. No, I, you know, I totally agree with you. That's why it's, it's a saying that I heard that says that the parents are the first teachers. Right, of that child. So no, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. You know, um, like even with mine, it's like the area that I live in in Atlanta, they're not in school, but I'm trying to constantly be on my son, like, bro, what the hell is you doing? Wake up, especially when I'm home. Don't you supposed to be in school? And he tell me something like, Well, no, we off now. I'm like, hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. You you've been off all week. And I think me and you kind of talked about it offline. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. the structure of it. Is, is, is messed up right now. So, I mean, I agree with you that, and that's why I try to make it a point with my kids is that, okay, if you're not learning nothing in school, especially through this pandemic thing, then let me institute something to where I can feel like you're learning something. Yeah. I wouldn't give a damn. Listen, you about to go out here and help me change this flat tire on this car. This is education to me. You yes, know, sir. You know, you about to get out here and do this yard. Since you didn't, you say you didn't have school today. I need you to rake the yard. You know, figure out yeah, how to do it. And I'm gonna teach your ass how to work. Back. I'm gonna teach exactly. you how to work. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be you're gonna be begging to go back to school. <laughs> yes, yeah. I need you to get on this roof, get this ladder, get on this roof, and get them uh all them leaves, blow them off, like real stringent shit. Yeah, man. You know, yeah, like and, we and, used no, to what? There wasn't no games. Like, what my on the weekend, my daddy would wake up, see me laying in that bed. Man, get your ass up! Come on. It's like, hold on, now I'm, I'm, I ain't got school. So what? Let's go. Man, my pops didn't do. Man, I, I I think from the time before I could even see over the fucking lawnmower, I was cutting the grass. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. no real rap. I did everything. Shoveled the snow. I mean, anything mm -hmm. that was is supposed to be like the dads. I did all of that shit. As soon as yep. I got about like eight years old, my father had me doing all of that shit. And I'm glad because it taught me how to work. Yeah, it man, taught dude. me how to work. It, it teaches you that it's, a, it's an ethic that's instilled in you from a child that you could see guys that you work with now as an adult. You could tell you like, yo, nobody ever taught this man how to work. And that's why he's so mm -hmm. goddamn lazy. He think he's supposed to sit here and just get paid for no reason, bro. I see it mm -hmm. all the time, man. No, I, I mean, I totally agree. You know, no, I, I totally agree. And it's like, this is the same stuff I'm trying to institute, you know, instill inside my boys, I should say, because I mean, I ain't gonna lie, my boys didn't have a little easy, but I still make sure that I give them the tools that their masculinity is out front, if that makes any sense. That makes a whole hell of a lot of sense, man. You're raising young you know, men. Yeah, that, that's my goal, my job. You know, when they leave my house, these are men leaving. These ain't no boys going out to the world to where they can't, you know, do on their own. No, when they leave my house, you, I'm, I'm going to go to sleep at night knowing that, okay, they're going to rely on the skills and the trades that I gave them. 
on how to be a man. Yes, sir. Because this, this is the example that I give them with their mother. I'm a man. There's no, you know, she ain't gonna never have to take no trash out. Like even my daughter, I give you a quick example. Uh, me and my daughter went to the store one day. Like she always sees me open the door for her mother. Always. Yeah. Right. So one day me and her went to the store. She was in the car with me. So I, I jumped out. I'm looking at her like, I'm like, I'm like, come on, what are you doing? So I popped the door over. She was like, no, daddy, boys supposed to open doors for girls. I'm like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Let me continue to be this example. <laughs> yeah, man. Like my daughters, bro, when I go in here, my daughters, they look at me like, okay, you go mm-hmm. open the door. They never go for the door because they always see me the same thing you're saying. I always open the door for my wife. I always yep. take the trash. I carry the groceries inside. And I know a lot of people right. probably think, oh, this is this is toxic masculinity. Since when is me being who I am toxic? This is what toxic. I'm supposed to be. This is what man. I'm supposed to be, man. That's why we got that Y chromosome. <laughs> that's the only reason why we got it. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it like this, man, that's that's it's, it's white liberal talk, man, about that putting that word toxic in front of masculinity. It's like me being who God created me to be. How the hell did that become toxic? I mean, it's it's crazy. Now you got a problem. Really, got a problem with the creator. You got a problem with me. You got a problem with the creator. Let me tell you something. The media in in today's day and age, man, they they're doing a number on on this world right now because mm-hmm. there are certain things that that just are. There's certain things that just are, and if you don't have strong males in the species the species cannot continue to move on mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying we got you know that that's that's what natural selection is based off of mm-hmm. you know what i mean like the strong men are the ones yeah. who are the desirable ones and they're the ones who repopulate that and and, and 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 are fruitful and it's like i just don't understand when it became a crime to be who you're supposed to be no, I, mean, you know, say, I don't have a problem with nobody. You know? No, me either. Me either. I know, I know what you're saying. Trust me. I, I get it. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, like look, look at the animal kingdom, right? Nobody questions the lion when the female go hunt and he take majority of the kill. Facts. You know, or, or the male dog, like my dog now sitting right here. This is a male. He, he act in accordance with his nature. You know, so when it comes to humans, though, why is it toxic when we decide to align ourselves with our nature? Man, this this I, I, I think they're giving I think I think a lot of people put intellect over nature. Ooh. That's the thing that makes us unique from animals is because we have intellect. I mean, they have a certain amount of intellect, mm-hmm. but not like how we do, right? That's the reason why you don't exactly. see human beings in a zoo. Well, you see p- human beings in a cage that are put there by other human beings, but you don't see a lion. <laughs> yeah. You don't see a lion owning a human being as a pet. You know what I mean? Nope. So this is why we are at the top of the food chain on this planet for right now, right? So it's because of our mm-hmm. intellect. It's because of our intellect. So I think intellect it's being given way too much credence over nature. You know what I, I mean? I agree. I do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like and, you I, know, just to expound on. No, go ahead. My bad. I, I shouldn't have cut you off. My bad. No, bro. That's no. You listen. You, 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 the, you're being you the interviewee, bro. Like no, you just sparking so many thoughts. You sparking you. 
you sparking so many thoughts in me, bro. It's like, man, I can't even contain it. Like, yo, yo, that's how it always is every time we talk. That's why I don't even care. I don't care. Everybody who's listening, I don't care if you don't think this sounds a fair. This is my homie right here. We talk all the time, and I don't care. Yo, so y'all need to listen to this because we dropping some gems on you right now. Man, drop some real <laughs> gems, especially like to the brothers out there, like, you know, like you said, people putting more emphasis on intellect instead of nature. When you allow a person to function in their nature, you're going to get the best results. When you enter implementing intellect, now you're trying to override that nature. You know, and, and that becomes a problem. It's like, once again, and I don't want to throw it out there, but me, you, we, we know what we're talking about. I, whatever you choose to do, cool. Right? In your personal life. Yes, sir. But don't question me about being who I know God created me to be. You know, like in my household, me and you talked about it before. I'm going to use a correct terminology this time. <laughs> Alpha <laughs> Del Castro, right? <laughs> you know Muammar Gaddafi. You know, I used some other folks last time we talked, but you gave me a different game. And it's like, I'm the, I'm the head of this here. I'm the head of this, and I'm going to, because that's my nature to be the head. Yeah. Right? Is there such thing as, is, is, do people ever, I've never heard it. Let me ask you, have people ever said toxic femininity? I've, I've never <laughs> heard toxic femininity, bro. I, I've never heard that before. Never. Me either. <laughs> And, so and, the, and the thing is, it's like the thing is, it's like, <laughs> yo, listen, man. The, 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 now, do you have people who are a lot of the guys that they say are using toxic masculinity are essentially not really masculine? A lot of times, <laughs> that 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 shit is like mental illness or like they're fucking like real insecure and like you know what i mean like they have to always come around like like to me being a bully is not being masculine that's just being a coward no that's a coward yep somebody that comes in the house is like oh where's my dinner bitch and all that you know what i'm saying like that guys mm -hmm. like that to me don't associate that with masculinity that's not masculinity right there that's being a fucking no, bozo that's, that's what that is <laughs> <laughs> facts Facts. That's that's just, you know what word I would like to, I like to use that y'all use all the time up there and in, in, in on the East Coast is corny, right? Yeah, that's corny, right. bro. <laughs> that if you that kind of person come home thinking that, chances are you wouldn't you wouldn't able to flex that in the world, right outside your yeah. home. So when you come home, you try to flex flex that on people that you feel like is weaker than you. Yeah. So you're right. That's not even real masculinity. Yeah. You know, it's not. Yeah, that's just straight whack, man. Like, who comes home and talk to a woman and their kids? Like, like, come on, man. Yeah. That, that that's not how you're supposed to function, bro. Like, to, to be honest with you, like, my children, I don't really have to yell at my children like that. You know what I mean? Like, my wife, a lot of times, she, you know, go back and forth and fussing with them and stuff like that. But with me, I don't have to do that. Once I come in and I say what I got to say, they listen because yep. you know why? Because I've established a, a level of love and respect with them. And not to say that my wife doesn't, but they're like, well, damn, you know, dad's not home that much. So if he's mm -hmm. saying something to me, I'm fucking up. Let me, let me, let me, let me straighten up and fly right. 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and I like I don't feel like that shit is necessary if you spend enough time with your kids, man, for you to have to come and be. Now, listen, I'm not perfect, bro. Sometimes they piss me off. Sometimes I got to repeat myself. But for the most part, 85 percent of the time, if I ask them to do something, it's done. Now, the other 15 percent of the time, you know, hey, that's subjective. We got to do what we got to do. Right. <laughs> that's a, that's the innate rebellion that they have to try from time to time. Said it in you know, like, rebellion. <laughs> yeah, they have to try it from time to time, right? I did it with my parents. You know, like like you said, the numbers you gave, 15% of the time I did. I I, I kind of pushed a limit a little bit till I saw my old man come like a raging bull was ready to knock my damn head off. I'm like, oh hold on, he ain't playing. Nah, yeah. My bag, bro. My bag. I, I didn't really mean to go to, to go this far. But Yo, it's just something and, and, go ahead. No, I was about to say, I ain't mean to cut you off, bro, but I was thinking about something. Did you see that situation with Cam Newton and the kid at his camp? You know, I, I saw a little bit of it, but not the depths of it. Like, you know, I saw just the headlines. Bro, I, I like, this, this is the thing. Cam had a camp, and he had teams, and he was, like, talking to the kid and asking the kid questions, and the kid was trying to be a wise-ass, and he – he told Cam that he's that he was ass. Oh, and, wow. Cam, and Cam said to Cam like, "Yo, but I'm rich, but I'm rich." And everybody <laughs> was trying to, people were trying to say shit to Cam, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, first of all, that'd have been me. I wouldn't have said none of that kid. As soon as he called me ass, I'd have walked off. I'd have went and talked to one of the people that was running the camp. I'd be like, "Throw this kid the fuck out of here." Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But the thing is, the kid kept going, kept going. Then Cam went back and kind of like pieced it up with him and everything. I'm gonna throw the audio up a little later. For the listeners, but okay. it's like, but but to me, bro, like, what is wrong with this next generation? Like, like, how the fuck can you call a kid? A, like, to me, that's parenting. That's not having a father, bro. There's no because no. Cam kept asking the kid. Cam was like, "Where's your father? Where's your father? I want to talk to your father. I'm not gonna argue no little boy. Where's your father? Mm -hmm. It's no way that a kid that has a strong father would feel like he should disrespect a grown up like that." And also mm -hmm. call a man who was the number one pick in the NFL draft, really? won a Heisman Trophy, won a national really? title, was MVP of the national title game, won a, a championship in high school. The only thing he hasn't done mm -hmm. is won a Super Bowl championship just yet. The guy's made over $100 million, has been routinely yes. one of the best players in the National Football League for 10 years, and you're calling him ass? And you you, you probably won't even ever play Division One. Really? What kind of kids are we raising that they think that that is the way to get noticed? It, it go back to what you said earlier about the parenting at home, man. It's like me, you know, it was certain principles. Like me, you can identify with this, right? Like you know, we we was in the streets. You know, uh, you know, I was a lot. You know, you maybe a little bit, but like let's say for example, like do you remember when you was with the homies and you walked past the church, you would stop cussing. You got past the church. You, you, you remember you that? Yeah, you, you get silent before you go past a, a cemetery. Yes, like it was certain things, and it's like that fear of somebody telling you they was gonna call your pops or your moms. That was a natural fear. Like, oh, hold on, I'm tripping now. And so I think nowadays it's like that is gone. Like, I'll give a quick example. I remember my son got caught. My middle boy got caught. Damn, man, quit moving me. Uh, my middle boy got caught up in some stuff in his high school to where somebody brought a BB gun to school oh, wow. and 
they he didn't have it, but he was he looked in the in the backpack that had it, pulled, you know, grabbed it. I ain't gonna say he was totally innocent on it, but he he was a little bit involved with it. So they was trying to kick him and everybody else out of all at the time we lived in uh, DeKalb County uh, in Decatur, you know, uh, in Georgia. So they were trying to kick him and like literally nine other kids out of uh, DeKalb County Public Schools for this incident. So I'm sitting there, of course, I'm the representative. I'm the one of, like I said, nine, like one of all nine people that there's a male there. Yeah. Everybody else is the mothers. There's no other father figure there whatsoever. Not a stepdad, you know, not an uncle, granddad, nobody, all women. So I'm I'm listening to them go back and forth with the uh DeKalb County uh school, you know, those people that sit in those positions. And we end up having a recess. And I and I told them, I say, when the when the, when the, the, the people went out, we was, I was sitting there with the other the parents. I said, listen here, man. I said, listen. We all know our kids was on some bullshit. So while we sitting here trying to argue like they wasn't, I say the best thing that we can do right now is try to argue not to get them expelled from DeKalb County Public Schools. Yeah. And so they was like, you know what, you're right. I said, you know what, since y'all agree that I'm right, let me do the talking. Let me do the talking. And I swear on everything I love, they all just got a few days. And when it was all said and done, they all just got a few days kicked out. But listening to these people speak, they, these kids were done. They were done because, like, yeah. they were trying to argue with the uh, school, <coughs> excuse me, the school board, as if they were lying. The kids were. I mean, it got to a point to where they was actually showing us video, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> still frames, video of each kid passing Put a around circle the around gun. with an arrow. With yeah, the and it's gun. like, <laughs> yeah. Like this is Kiwani yeah. with the BB gun. Like, yeah, <laughs> I knew when I was there because I, I when my, when my son when my son got kicked out, I asked him. I said, "What happened?" He told me. So I'm like, "Okay, let me think of my defense now." My whole goal is, I don't want him kicked out of DeKalb County Public Schools. Let me just try to minimize, you know, the the disciplinary action. But listening to these other parents, it was like, oh, this was about to go downhill quick, man. Because for one, they didn't have respect for the teachers and everybody else. And they listening to the kids. You know, and I always had this belief. It's like if a, if a teacher called my called me about my son and after I weighed the circumstances, chances are the teacher was not lying. <laughs> the teacher wasn't wrong. Gotcha. I ain't. I, my wife. Now, now I will say this: My wife got that bad habit of thinking that oh, they're just picking on my son. No, this dude be on some shit. <laughs> Quit being naive. To not you know think what? That he... <laughs> we know. We know. It's, yeah. it's, it's your side, their side, and somewhere in the middle is the truth. So it's I don't want to hear that bullshit, man. No, <laughs> no, no. They're not calling for no reason. It's some truth somewhere in there. And trust me, he understands the fear of being in trouble. So of course he's going to lie. And but I got I got this thing with my children. I've, I've been doing it for years. It's like if you tell me the truth, you won't be in trouble. Tell me the truth so we can have a teachable moment. But when you lie and I find out about it, now your ass is you, 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 you shit creep now. Oh yeah. And so oh, yeah. so so when I had these initial conversations with my kids, they'll tell me the truth, and I know how to respond to the whole situation. 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm the same way, bro. When it comes to, to my children, bro, like I uh, what I try to do is I try to to teach them how to express themselves in a way where they're always living in their truth. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I let them know there are heavy consequences for lying. Now, now yeah. you can't. Now we can't barter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't tell me how you felt, why you was doing this, why you did that, and I, I, I won't be understanding at all. I'm unwavering once I find out that you lied to me. Without question. So now nah, I, I, I told, I totally dig it, man. Like, but, but you know the crazy thing, man. Get, getting back to, you know, what we're talking about with the whole situation with Cam, bro. Like, I'm, I'm looking at it, man, and, and it makes me very, very um, apprehensive about the future, what we're putting out here, man. The social media stuff mm. has a lot of kids, man, feeling that that's the real world. Yeah. That's, 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 not, that's not the real world, man, and they're not getting the kind of tools that the, the generation like we came from got from just playing outside together. You know what I mean? There's a certain pecking order that you that you like. You don't just become somebody just because, man. You don't just become somebody by making videos. You don't just become somebody by clout chasing. Like, yo, could you imagine if a rapper like Takashi Six Nine would have came out with you growing up, bro? He would have never made it. Never. 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 Like, I like I don't understand how, why they still post this dude's videos, man. He's got to be a, a plant by the government or some shit like that. It's unbelievable, bro. This dude is the biggest fraud in the history of the game. Especially the stunts he pulled. It's like, I mean, but it's the, it's this new culture. It's like there's no principles. There is no OGs. Man, you had OGs growing up. Yeah. You know, and yeah, so yeah. I think that that's the that's the difference. Like, I'll, I'll throw a little bit out there by myself a little bit more. Like, I was a gangbanger. You know, what I'm saying? I was with I was with the GDs. Okay. And so, whenever you know. Some some stuff came up. It was somebody there to check me about the shit that I was doing that was in violation of the creeds and codes of the GEs. You know, and so now that all that's gone, I think that's a problem with like really Chicago, they locked up all the, the leaders, but that's what's going on now. Takashi, just using it as an example, has nobody to check him really. And he's get gaming and fame off of it by going, putting his phone up, rolling up on Meek Mill and whoever else by clout chasing. See the difference so. between him. He he's not he ain't he he's not official from the get go. And the people that are behind him, bro, his OGs are, are the police, the government. Like they got him yeah. in a rap game to trip motherfuckers up. I, I I really believe that, bro. I don't I don't believe that this guy has any roots. To where he would have somebody like the people that he has in his ear are telling him to do this shit. Mm-hmm. You know yep, what I'm saying? They're, they're telling him to I mean, do this. It's, it's no way, man. Man, this guy from the home of Biggie, bro. How the fuck did that come on, man? Yeah, like, oh, Bobby Spurna just got out. Salute. Yo, salute Bobby's- to that man, too, bro. Stick you know what's crazy? Man, like, this is the guy that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, he got a lot. He got a Bobby Schmurda got a lot on his back, bro. Because people, New York is looking real bad in the hip hop world mm-hmm. right now. They they kill pop smoke. It's not a whole lot of young cats that's really like it's a lot of young guys that's nice. It's people that you hear about that like you know underground, but it's nobody that's really, mm-hmm. really gonna have a game in a chokehold like New York used to. And Bobby Schmurda gotta be the mm-hmm. one to bring it back. The thing is, is that yeah. yo, I just I see, like, I see videos, like, bro, every time I go on social media, 
it's like I've seen everything this kid's done for the last three days, man. And it's mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I know he got to still have like parole, hope, like, you know, like somebody tried to give him something to drink in the club and he had an iced tea in his and he was like, nah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Smart. Because that'd be something to send him back. And it's like, like, I just, I pray that the kid go, he, he been home a couple of days, he has some fun. I, I pray that he just go and go sit down somewhere, make his mm -hmm. album and get out of the fucking public light and then come and smack everybody in the head with his album, yo. That's what I pray. I, I think he will. Mean? I think he will. I mean, he got too much riding. And um, one thing, too, though, like for a lot of people, when you go to prison, it does make you smarter, make you maneuver a little bit. See, and that's the difference between him and Takashi. Takashi didn't really go. He was in, in, in lockup for a minute, snitched on everybody. Now he's back out here being a clown, like I said, an informant, really, still. But I think when it Bobby Smurder is that, too much is riding. Brooklyn is on his back right now. They've been rooting for him. I heard a little Cam, all kind of people. And I mean, New he's just York one of those. For him. Yeah, without question. New York is rooting for him. And I ain't going to lie. I mean, I love New York music. I don't like when they start to sound like down south, but I grew up on nah, the I, Yeah, that was. <laughs> you facts. Be New York. Be New York. It'll work. It'll work. Just yeah, be New man. York. But I think Bobby, you know, I think he got a head on his shoulders. Like you said, they try to pass him a drink. He had a, you know what I'm saying, you know, a little sweet tea or whatever. That's growth. I ain't about to let you, I ain't about to let your clown set me up. No, everybody yeah, got their phones out. That's growth. Yo, yo, you know what? You you said something that just, like, yo, it, it's funny, man, because we've gone off the rails here to Waste to Tell It podcast. We, <laughs> I had my little format that I, but every time I talk to this man, it's just it's fine every time. Yo, I, I was just thinking, man, like, when New York started sounding like Atlanta dudes, right? Because it just started happening. I, like, I kind of, I'm going to be honest with you, and, and Hov is my dude, but I kind of blame Jay-Z for that shit. I, 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 because like Jay-Z's the one he started doing a lot of joints with Southern artists, right? And then yeah. he started using a lot of Southern influences. Jay-Z was the I remember Jay-Z was the first one to do a joint with Juvie. He was the first one to do a joint with UGK from up here. He kind of like mm -hmm. made made them relevant up here. I, um it's, it's a it's a cut like he did joints with like eight ball and MJG and mm -hmm. everything like that. And it's like I kind of I, I kind of blame Hope, not the way he raps, but the way he would kind of like, because the reason why Jay has been relevant all these years is because he weaves in and out of whatever trend that there is, and he takes a little bit of it. He he's he normally does. he's normally Jay Z all the time, but then he'll do that song, like he'll do that little crossover thing, or he'll do like how Biggie did when he, he got with Bone Thugs, and he'll get on their wavelength a little bit. Jay kind of does that, and I feel like he opened the door up for people to not be like. Like, like, as interested with their pen. Also, Jay was the mm -hmm. first guy to say, yo, I'm not a rapper, I'm a hustler. Go happy. Mm -hmm. I know how to rap. And I feel mm -hmm. like it kind of shamed the rappers that were real rappers, who were guys who sat down and really pinned their shit out and made these intricate rhymes. And he was the first one to say, yo, you know, I don't really write my shit down, even though people didn't realize Biggie didn't either. But y'all don't write yeah, my really. shit down. So, and then now you got a bunch of guys talk about they don't write rhymes. It's like motherfucker, you just need to because this shit is trash. You need really, really, like 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 DMX said, write that pain. You know, write that pain. Don't just get out there and mumble rap. And I think to me, 
New York is the culture for lyricism, right? You have a, a few sprinkled in the South, on the West, Midwest, but that's what New York and the East Coast was known for. Don't separate from that. You know, embody that. You it, know that. It's hard. It's hard because you know what, man? It, what I realized getting older is that most of the rest of the country mm -hmm. kind of had the same vernacular. You could tell a guy that's from the Northeast as soon as they open their mouth up. You could tell. That's facts. But if mm -hmm. you go to the South, you could be from the South and, and, and you can be from, say, for instance, the Midwest. You could be from St. Louis, right? Mm -hmm. They kind of, it, it, it sounds like it's different, like slang words, but for the most part, a lot of people have a Southern draw. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. from, from from North Carolina all the way down to Florida, all the way to Texas, almost to Cali. Like, you know what I mean? And it seems like you, you, like down south, like y'all will be more receptive to hearing an artist from Houston as opposed to hearing an artist from New York. That's facts. Yeah. So it's like New York rappers kind of was up against it because they weren't so, like you had the superstars like Jay-Z and 50 was selling records. But the guys that were trying to come up was was going double wood, and then you mm -hmm. had guys like you had guys like Young Jock. Young Jock is whack. This guy was coming out, man, selling three million records. You kind of had to adjust, man. No, Not you did. Disrespect to Jock. No disrespect to Young Jock. No, yeah, all the disrespect to Young Jock. But, right, Oh, for man. me, for me, I'll say for me, I'm speaking on behalf of me, but no, all, all this is ready. I'm, I'm trying to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> he was terrible. He was terrible. He, he, he made a hit with messing with Puff. That's why he had a hit. Yeah, true. But, uh, he was messing with Puff. Puff gonna, Puff gonna create a hit. But I think that, you know, like you, you mentioned 50, 50 was like somebody that came from New York. They had a sound like he had a southern slang, yeah, right. And, and I think that that's why he had fit so good at that time because the south had actually had a lock. I mean, this is the longest run I've ever seen in music, yeah, where the, the south has had it on lock. It usually bounced around a little bit, and it's because of the kids, what they like. But I still think that for like, yeah, I'm an old head, I'm gonna be an old head right now. Um. You know, I still appreciate lyrics. I this is why I can still listen to Kiss. I can still listen to Red Man, Method Man, all that out of you know. Like, I, like I give another, I give this example here. To me, the dopest lyricist to ever come out of Michigan was Bree, MC Bree. MC Bree, yeah, MC Bree was nice, man. My man, rest rest his soul. But he was the first person, really, from the Midwest that had lyrics. Because yeah. he did, like, if you go listen to that, his his most successful album, which was called The New Breed, he had a East Coast lyrics, lyrics, lyrics going on, but with West Coast music, he had found a bridge. And I think that now it's like all you got to do is put together a good beat and a hook and rap yeah. off beat, you successful. Was my <laughs> I remember when Breed had that joint with Tupac. Yeah, the journey he had with Pac that was crazy, man. Yeah, but but yep. you got you, bro. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to call a foul on you, bro. 
You mean to tell me that MC Breed is the nicest person to come out of Michigan, man? You know, like, look, I don't mean to hate on this dude, man. I'm not a huge fan of him, but you can't say he's nicer than Marshall, man. He ain't nicer than Marshall. And well, you know what? Okay, okay, you threw you threw a flag on the play. You threw a flag on the play. (laughs) So hold on, let me evaluate this. Yeah. Okay, let me take it back. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me as Uncle Hostep, as Uncle Hostep would say, let me redact this, a redacted uh, version of what I just said. Hell, man. I mean, Eminem is from Detroit right now, man. Listen, listen. Yes. I'll be disrespectful to, to, to no, Elvis. No, I'm redacting my statement, man. I'm redacting this whole thing, right? Let me, let me check. You're right. He would be number three. He would be number three. You're right. I wasn't even thinking about those cats, right? But you're right. Say nice to the trick. Yeah, yeah. He nice on the trick trick. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, uh, yeah. Trick trick is kind of weak. No, he's not weak. Yeah, he's, he's not, not weak. But he's not weak. But his lyrics is not. I don't fuck with it. It's just no, 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 no. I mean, keep my head. That one banger with him. That was it. He had him wait, on his right. Wait, wait. You know what, too? You forget about Big Sean too. Okay, so Bree go to four. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Big Sean, nice man. People be sleeping all over no. Big Sean, man. I fuck no, Big Sean, nice man. man. What's that? He got that song I listen to all the time it's called uh, "Berserk" with him and ASAP Ferg. Rough. Yeah. That yeah, that man. that that rough. But no, you're right. I redacted my situation, my my my, my story. Bree fourth because you're right. M Royce Royce animal. Yeah. Emma Animal and Big Sean, and I would say Bree. But hold on, let me take the back for the era that Bree was in the beginning. Let me go back. Ninety two, it's nineteen ninety two. Ninety two, he's he's number <laughs> one. Ninety two, ninety four, yeah, he number one out of Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime after about ninety seven, when I first started hearing Eminem, that that's a rap, bro. Yeah, yeah, it was a rap. It was a rap after that. No, you're right. <laughs> and the hotel like redacted. <laughs> yo man, shout out to them too, man. Them shout crazy. out to the hotels, man. Yo, man bro, crazy, you got you saw you got uh nominated for a grifty, right? Man, I listen, man, listen. I, I, I meant to put it up that, that thing where uh um <laughs> Denzel was like, Oh, y'all think y'all could do this to me? <laughs> I'm, I'm putting cases. Pelican Bay. I'm putting cases on all you bitches. Man, they got me over Candace Owens. It's like, is y'all serious? Bro. I'm over Candace Owens. Bro. Like, I'm really offended now. I'm really offended now. Bro, I'm you, over Candace Owens. Saul did that video. He had you looking like Rick James. I never just grinded my feet on Eddie Murphy's couch. I, I, okay, I grinded my feet on Shout out to Saul. He killed me with that one, man. Now I'm over Candace Owens on the Grifty Awards, man. It's bro, like, okay. I'm just hoping, I'm praying that Young Farrell don't see that, bro. Man, that, listen, guy, man. that guy, bro, that guy is, um, you know what? I, I, some, like, like I say, I like some of the message. Mm. Some of it, true or not true, I feel like there's a, um, there are things that are said when you get older in a certain way, mm-hmm. that are more effective than just going right for the jugular or being dis like like I didn't really like when he was disrespecting Rizza Islam. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, like Rizza, like, like Rizza Islam is not that kind. He's not a, a disrespectful cat, man. They could have had, of course, 
they like like if they're all trying to to get to a certain point they're trying to help their people like you don't have to destroy them like that like it wasn't like back in the day where you saw like you know Martin Luther King and Malcolm X destroying each other no, they were didn't. able to, to, to exchange ideas and they were able to disagree without being disrespectful. And I know Riz is not Riz is not, but no young Pharaoh got a lot of research. He did time and got a lot of things that he believes and a lot of things he researched. And I give him credit for what he researched and he could believe whatever he wants to believe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that still doesn't mean that you can't respect people as men. You know what I'm I, saying? I agree. And, and that's I the mean, only way I part company would do it a little bit. I mean, my thing is like one of the things that gets me, especially when with social media influencers, right? It's like, why do y'all feel the need to go so hard on another person that look like you? Yeah. Like, why? And, and and that's one of the things that gets me. Like you, like you said, you can have your message. I don't have to agree with it, or I can agree with some of it, but you don't have to attract people by going so hard on people that look like you that has the same struggle as you has the same goal as you is to elevate the conscience of black people. And so you like, like Rizzo Islam, like I follow him on, on Instagram, like brother just, man, all he wants to do is just see black people in a better space. Like you don't have to agree with his religion, but you don't have to just try to play him like that neither. Yeah. That, you that know, was- and I, I, yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I saw that too. And I didn't, I didn't like that either. What I did, I was just being silly on, on yeah, I haven't been a bit. I was being silly, yeah. but you know, no, like, I totally oh, agree with y'all. Everybody, on that. All of them, I got, I did my research. This man is a pedophile. Yeah, that man. I'm like, God damn. I mean, who is it? This fucking guy. He pulls out all of the bullshit, man. He's like, this person got an F in science yeah. class in the third grade, and I'm fitting to show all y'all. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on and, right now, bro? And you know, and this, this is my problem with the. I call them the woke crowd that's suffering from sleep deprivation, <laughs> right? So they too woke, yeah. right? They need some sleep, right? Like, what's the point behind it? Are you benefiting financially behind it? What's the point? What's the sum if, if, total? if you're not exactly what's the sum total for you doing that? Like th- these people are not going out their way to talk about you now, if, and especially when you throwing. Uh, 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 shit out there that you don't really have no evidence on. You can't even prove it. You're just saying it. So nah, what's the point? That joker, bro. That joker had a book. Like, hold on. Hold on. I got a book right here. Hold on. On page 345, paragraph 2. It's right here. <laughs> yeah, man, like, but then he'll, he'll turn around and contradict. He'll turn around and contradict himself about my information. It's like, you you getting the same shit that you contradicting yourself on books, you know? So certain information, it's like, come on, bro. Like, yeah. you know, like I said, it's just, it's just. I wish our community, you know, everybody has a lane. Just stick, stay in that lane. You don't have to tag nobody else, man. Like, you know, I, I I have, for example, like there's a lot of black conservatives that I disagree with, right? Now, unless you oh. just want those hardcore, you know, Brandon Tatum individuals, then I don't care nothing about you. But if you're just somebody who Actually, at the end of the day, your method is just a little different than somebody else's is black, but it's the same outcome. Who? Come Brandon. on, we can rock together. Bra- who? Brandon who? Brandon Tatum. You ain't never heard of that guy? Who's Officer Steve? Brandon Tatum. Come on, Steven from Django. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that dude. Oh, that guy. That dude. Oh, yeah. That guy. Yeah. You know, like he horrible. He's just the worst. Like he has no intentions for the black community. He hates it. You know, that person we can go at. But like Bro, the attack funny. minister Farcom. Every time I, I, I get into like a discourse with like like kind of like a like like a person that's a little racist and mm-hmm. they start talking about like when somebody gets shot and with like like with the Brianna Taylor thing, the first thing everybody would say to me, Well, did you see that video that officer Brandon Tatum? He he knows all the facts. I'm like, bro, don't fucking bring Officer Brandon Tatum up about that shit. Really? Really? Like, I don't I don't hear nothing he got to say, bro. Like real rap. Nothing. I, like, just 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 say, yo, it's wrong what happened. It's unfortunate. They don't know everything that's going on. The only thing that we can surmise from this is that an innocent person got killed and it's that's fucked. it. And that's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. it. Don't try to fucking pull this red herring out, some ex-boyfriend and all this bullshit. Why, like, like, why can't you just say that yo, the police made a mistake? Mm-hmm. They made a mistake. Like they, they made a mistake. They got bad information. Shit happened. Certain people were not, you know, certain people did yeah. the wrong thing and then and, and it went awry. Just say that. Don't don't Just come say that. Try to, don't try to come out of the woodworks and put together this pictograph of how and what and why and all this shit. It's like, yo, how much of a clown could you be, bro? So that's the that, that's really that's the second time I heard about him. And then I heard, you know, he said some things to a few people that are close to us. I'll tell you off here that you know, mm. fuck that guy. Man, it's real, real shit. Fuck him, man. I mean, I agree because, like, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. We ain't gonna say her name, but I know exactly who you're talking about, man. You know, that was crazy. Not, just, he did her. That. Not, not just her, bro. Not just her. And it's okay. like, and I'm telling you, bro, like, yo, that's the problem with, with us. Like, I heard you say something to me like a, like a month ago, and you said, yo, there's nothing that I connect with on the conservative side. And that's why I don't vote conservative. And it's like, yo, it's because of motherfuckers like that, bro. It's because they put of, these people in the forefront. They put them in the forefront. And you like, yo, yeah. if you expected for me to act like him, then I don't want to have no. nothing to do with that. And that's the biggest <laughs> disconnect with us in the conservative side, yo. I mean, that's what I said. Like, like for example, like I, there's a lot that I, I connect with. But like when they throw them, for example, if I didn't know y'all, if I wasn't in the social media space, right? And like, for example, saw a conservative. So it's like, if I didn't know these individuals, I would have the same preconceived notion about every black conservative because of what they put in the media or what they put up front. Yeah. It's like they 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 constantly put Candace Owens up there instead of Sonny Johnson. You know what yep. I'm saying? They constantly put Brandon Tatum up there or a lot of others instead of like Felicia, somebody yep. who can talk to the black community and it makes sense with conservatism. You know, and, and that that and that's my that's my like folks but that's the establishment part of it though even on the democratic side it's establishment you know they they're not gonna bring me on cnn they'll bring you know uh uh what's the guy named van jones before they bring me because i'm going to tell them something that they need to hear not what they want to hear like i will go in (laughs) the sports cream he had a sports cream on his hanky so he can cry on the man i'm called on call, man. That guy crowd call. Yeah, he, yeah. He put the aspirin cream in his eyes so he can start tearing up. He said, "Integrity matters, man. man. Integrity matters. Really? I said, this man, guy got no principles whatsoever. 
Yeah. Hey, shut your punk ass up, man. That's what, what I'd be saying. Man, I mean, I, as soon as I see that shit, I'm like, oh, this is the bullshit here. This I want to somebody to punch him in the back of his ear when he was crying like that on TV. I said, man, you a grown-ass man. Tighten up, man. What the fuck is wrong? Grown ass, really? Really? Come on, man. Now, you, you demasculating us, brother. Come on, man. Tighten up. Yes. You, you on the air for a, a, a little, a short minute of time, you on here crying like that. Stop it, bro. Stop it. But that's what they do. I wonder if he gonna cry yeah. now. He ain't said a goddamn thing about what's going on now. They not. They not. The has has he been like to be honest with you? You know what's crazy, man. I like I didn't realize. Like I remember when like when, when Trump was when it was all going down and stuff. I didn't realize how much of the media that that dude dominated. It just oh, seems like like. <laughs> It's weird. It's like it's weird. It's like everybody wanted him to go away, and now he's away. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's like, "Damn, no controversy. What the hell's going on?" <laughs> like, <laughs> it's boring. It's boring as shit now without Trump there, man. This shit is so boring. Like CNN on the COVID nineteen all day long. You know, MSNBC keep trying to talk about his taxes, and I mean, it's shit just terrible, man. It's like you don't even got no need for watch. Like I used to get on Twitter sometimes just to see what he said. <laughs> like, yeah, they like yo get in the middle of the argument. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes you just need that person to come and stir shit up. You know what I'm saying? Just stir shit up, man. Give us a headline for the day instead of this dumbass shit. You know, so, like just give so, it to us. So he's gonna go down to CPAC, and and I'm pretty sure he's gonna stir some shit up. They're gonna be happy to get that content. But what do you, yo? What do you think about that whole event and them calling that event uncanceled? America, uncanceled America, and then they canceled the guy that was right on there. Then they, you know, like they throwing people out for for, for certain shit, yeah. and it, it's, it's it's funny, man. Like I think whoever put that shit together should be the lead mm. Griffey nominee for the year, bro. Man, you know, I th- it's it's all about narrative. Like you know, you have to fit a certain narrative, regardless of what political side you're on. You know, for example, you know, the people that we mentioned earlier when it comes to the Republican side, they fit a certain narrative, even on the left. Right. They fit a certain narrative. If you don't fit in that narrative. Then we don't give a damn what the message is they try to put out there. You just you don't fit it. So therefore, we're going to cancel you. So with them calling that, you know, this is the uncounseled culture. It's like you just counsel the guy <laughs> that you found out some shit that he may have said in his past. But my thing guys, is, do you think that was the. Do you think that they cancel him because of that? They already knew who he was. They knew. You know, I'm beyond, was, I, 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 don't, I don't think they did. I don't think they did. I think some. I think that they looked at his social media influence, right? Same thing with like with Candace Owens and a lot of these other people. They just look at the influence. They look at the numbers until somebody do a little bit more research and be like, whoa, 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 hold on, man, this guy that says some some shit, or this lady that says some shit. But in that moment, they just looking at the numbers. Of course, you know, if they had it as all white, then of course it's gonna be the narrative. The Republicans are the party of the racist. So they wanted somebody that literally, which he does, he has the whole look of somebody from our way. But his messaging is a little different. And so I think that once they got a hold of what he talks about, this is why they decided to counsel him. But before, no, he looked like a nigga from the hood, (laughs) just to be a blunt. He, he fits that whole profile, but his messaging is not what we want. It's a little bit too out there. And that's the difference. For example, like um, I seen her today on, on Twitter. She was there. Uh, she ran in my district, Angela Stanton King. Yeah, Angela I like Stanton her. King. 
I, you know what? I like the real her, not the political side her. If that makes any sense. No, that makes a whole lot of sense. Like when she called Roland Martin a bitch, it's like I, that's the person we wanted. <laughs> that's yeah, the person I, we I, wanted. I, I was cracking up, man. <laughs> yeah, that's the person I will vote for because you're like me. You hold no punches. You're not going with this political shit, but the political side of her it lines up with CPAC. Not her really as a person. Somebody that's really from the fifth district of Atlanta over here. Yeah. You know, and so that that's just what it means. She can go there, talk, and fit their narrative. But if she be her real self, the shit she put on Twitter calling Roland Martin a bitch, a pussy ass nigga, and all that. No, that Aslan Martin, that Aslan King ain't getting up there. No, well, when he talk about abortion, that's being stuff. real travels though. Being real travels, so like she can it, it go, does. she can she can dumb it down for them. But then when she comes mm -hmm. back to her district, that she could be herself. You know what I'm saying? The thing I like mm -hmm. about her is she never shies away from who she is. She owns her shit. She owns her past. She's not she trying does. to like, like when people try to come out and be like, oh, well, you got in trouble for this. And they show her mug shots. And shit. She's like, look, this is what it is. Yeah. This is what it is. Don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? And, and, I, and I got a lot of respect for that. No, you know, I, I saw Killer Mike go in on some liberals about her. Like, hold on now. You don't have to agree with her politically, but he was like, she did a lot of shit for the city of Atlanta, and that's my sister. He's like, we, he said, he said we don't agree politically, but I'm not gonna let y'all disrespect her, and, and that's facts. Like she has done a lot of work for the city of Atlanta. No, you can't take. Mike, I, you know, I do too. You know, I wish he'd be more receptive to what we be talking about because we try to get him on the show a couple times. But other than that, <laughs> you know. But I, I like anybody that stands on principle. I don't have to agree with you, but if you stand on principle, you know, I like it. Like, for example, I mean, Saul talked about it one time on a Brown Paperback podcast. I told him I respected John McCain. He stood yeah. on principle. You can't take that from the man. He stood on principle from the time he was in office to the time he died. He stood on principle. I can differ with policy. Now, of course, anybody can do that with each other. But him, his, his core principles, he stood on until he died. And, and also, if, if you in office that long, you ain't going to agree with everything somebody does for like 30 years. Like, you know, come on. Nah. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, but do you know no, the funny totally thing, agree. man? I, I will always want to see Killer Mike be the mouthpiece for the hip hop community coming from Atlanta. But, but we mm -hmm. need to make sure that T.I. never his life gets up there talking about politics again, man. I like I <laughs> like I like Tip. I like his music. Tip, please. This is from me to you, brother. If you if you hear this, you might not ever hear this. If you do hear it, please, brother, don't ever talk about politics again, man. Politics, yeah, politics, anything. Some people need to be right. Some people need to be out of politics, man. Don't don't get into it, man. Bro, you remember Just when they had the riots down there? He tried to say like he got up on the mic like he was saying some profound shit. He said, this yeah, is I do. And it shall be respected. It's like, man, so I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Killer Mike gave a way better message than he did. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I was wishing Angry Man from Martin came and made his sit his ass down, yo. Man, so, sit, your, sit your dumb ass down. Sit <laughs> <Yeah>. your <laughs> ass down. <laughs> no, oh, I agree, man. I, I, Honestly, just on a quick note, like that's one one thing I do respect about Hove. Even though Hove have a, has a hand in certain aspects of politics, Hove ain't about to jump on no Instagram and nothing like that and just be vocal about it. He put his no. money, you know, he put his money where his mouth is at. 
Not a game. And that's what's told and not told. Whoa, man. not told. But exactly. Some people need to, to to follow that model. You know, just just put your money where your mouth at. Don't 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 speak. Ti just need yeah. to just do reality television and make music, man. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't need him being the like it was crazy how they were trying to turn him and his family into the the the, the new Huxtables with their reality show. It's like they yeah. Started, Son is getting high in the fucking hot tub and dropped out of high school. They having yeah. three bullshit. I'm like, man, please, man, this ain't this is not the 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 the, the black nuclear family. If that's what you're thinking, that this no, definitely not. not. They definitely on some Hollywood shit. But hey, yo, man, you know what, brother? I appreciate you coming on, man. We kind of went off the rails here, man. And uh, I apologize to you for being such a a, a bad host. But yo, you my, oh, you my, dog, you my <laughs> brother, man. Listen, my dog, man. It's, it's always fun talking to you, bro. <laughs> man, listen, it's love, bro. I mean, like, one thing about it tonight, it was authentic, man. It was just that's what it was. Like, you gotta appreciate that, you know. And me and you, we, we we talking like that's what that's. Of course, we have points we hit, but we talking, and that's just love, man. That's what I like to do, man. It is real, man. It's real. Yeah. Just no doubt, man. I appreciate you, my brother. But that yo, everybody, thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Wasted Talent Podcast. I hope you're still here next week because I messed this interview up, but it's all right. <laughs> it's okay because I love it, man. Trust me. They gonna love it, man. Corey saved me. Thank you for saving me, Corey. <laughs> man, you my listen, you my dog, man. Like I say, my plan is to come up there soon. And the minute I touch in Jersey, because when I go to New York, I, I fly into Jersey first. You know I'm pulling up, man. I'm pulling I'm up. Mad, I'm before mad I, you, before I go over to Hudson. Yo, so. immediately, bro. I'm match you, my brother. Thank no you, my brother. <laughs> I appreciate it. I had fun, man. I love it.